Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. you do for me, but 
for the feeling of being here. It's not for what you give me or all the things you do for me, but for the feeling of being here. I just want to be close to you, close to you, Lord. That's why I am working so hard and so long to serve you that I might be chosen to be near you, to feel you, to see you. Oh, oh. That's why I am working so hard and so long 
side I didn't hear you respond hallelujah shout hallelujah amen I want you to be alive this morning this afternoon as we are about to hear a very powerful word hallelujah amen are you here all right so I want you to start looking for your notebooks start looking for your pens and start opening your ears to hear because last week our pastor shared with us that Paying tight. One of the points was God is creating a peculiar people, a peculiar people who are going to be prosperous. So I want you to start looking for your Bible, start looking for your notebooks, and start getting your hearts ready because we are about to hear another thing, another message from our pastor. Hallelujah. We are about to hear another message from our pastor. Okay. So church, shall we stand to our feet? And let's put our hands together for ES Joy. Put your hands together for our pastor. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for a day like today that we can gather together in your house to talk about your word. Thank you for the past week. Thank you for keeping us and bringing us back together again. For health and for strength, we are grateful. As we come before your word, Lord, we ask that you speak to us and you touch us in our inner man. May we never be the same again. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. You want to take up your Bible? Let's make our confession. And you want to say, This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you glad to be in church today? I'm also glad to be in church today. Amen. All right. Well, this is our last week of talking about tithing, our last week for a period of time. And before I start preaching, I just want to encourage you to join us later today. Sounds of Joy is coming on. Amen. Uh, and we are, we are blessed to be going to the Amstead campus. Amen. Amstead, if you are wondering what new university is that, it's just a renamed university. 
They used to be known as the University of Education, isn't it? Yeah. And we'll be going there, and I think it is a privilege. Amen? In today's day and age of our Lord, where most of the universities have become secular, and they will give opportunity to unbelievers to come to their campus, but they won't give opportunity for believers. We don't take it lightly. Uh, yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. Mm, it's a real fact. Yeah, it's a real fact. If Shatawali is looking for a place, oh yeah, 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 he comes regularly onto KNUSD campus. But as a church looking for the opportunity to have a crusade, yes, they'll even pay him to come, yeah. And that's what we are asking that we want to come and do. Never, never. There will be a million. It's a pity, but it's true. So we don't take it lightly that there's a campus that we can go to. Amen? Amen. And there are some members of this congregation who've worked really hard over the past few, year, few weeks. And we are believing God that everything will come together today. So please join us. Amen? Because we've got to not only bring in people, but who will talk to them when people are giving their life to Christ? Please ask your neighbor. So if you don't go, who will talk to them? Who, I mean, who will counsel? Who will say what? You two. Uh -huh. So let us take the opportunity to win souls. Amen. And so I'm going to just be sharing with you very, very shortly, and then we'll be moving out of here. Because if after all this thing, these weeks, we've preached about tithing for four weeks. If after now you're not tithing, it's not this, it's not this fifth week that's going to make a difference. Hey. Please ask your neighbor, four weeks, did you hear anything? Four weeks. If you didn't hear, you are still not tithing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can close and go home so that uh, the rest will just... Today, I'm just going to summarize. I mean, it's not even a summary. Just share one or two good things about tithing, and then we'll be out of here. Hallelujah. One of the things that we were sharing with you was that the tithing was something God instituted to set aside a peculiar people to himself. And the first people that he did that with were the Jews. And today, in today's world, the Jews are a peculiar people because they don't, um, all the Jews are not in one country. That's probably why it's not obvious. Uh -huh. They have one place, Israel, but they are in other places as well. So you may not see their effect unless you are told. But many inventions were invented by the Jews. And these are people who have grown up to know that tithes and offerings are something that you do. And they do it, I mean, even when they are secularized Jews, they do it. Are you here? And they have a very, very strong giving culture. Yeah. And I just wanted to share a few things with you. Today, I'm actually going to be talking to you about, in fact, I'm just going to read blessings over you. Uh -huh. Please, if you don't tithe, you are not inside the blessing. Aha. Uh -huh. So, if you are in on tither, you are excluded because the blessings we'll be talking about today are the blessings that come upon tithers. I'm very sorry, but that's how it is. Hey. Hey. No, 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 no. It's not discrimination. You made a choice. You made a choice. It's your choice to give a tithe or not. I've not even come to inspect. Have I inspected your pocket before? Have I come to that? No, so I don't even know who is tithing, who is not tithing. But what we are saying is that for those who tithe, there are certain blessings that follow them. And if you look at the lives of the Jews and how they have come out in the world, you begin to understand it. 
First of all, the Jews are less than 1%, their population. Less than 1% of the world's population. It's not like China and India that actually, they are major, major people. So they are very few. So actually, you know, we shouldn't really see them. Do you understand what I say? If you look globally, you shouldn't really see them. But it is all the more reason why so one or two, I'm just giving you one or two facts. They are all in the same book that you have that you have not read. <laughs> but just to bring it down into terms that we can relate to. Amen? Some of you I even say percentage, because I won't see us here. Okay, please. I need 10 men on the stage. 10. 10 men on the stage. <laughs> Please, align yourselves to the line from there. That's here. I'm just, because some people know, your mass teacher died early. So if I say percent, won't you ask here? Oh, well, this, your line is not nice, oh. Can you please move? How many are they? Eight. Nine, ten. Okay. Please, are they ten? Oh, are they ten? Ah, you can't count two. Did your teacher die so early? Okay, okay. So these 10 people, for the next few minutes, they are representing the world for us. Is that okay? So in these 10 people are all the peoples of the earth. I hope you are getting it. So that's 100% for those whose math teacher died early. And I said that the Jews are less than 1%. So it means that if you were to be looking for them, you cannot say it's 1%. 1% is what? In fact, it's, it's not even one person. One person is 10%. <laughs> because I can't call 100 people up. That's why I'm calling 10. But you get it. Okay. So if we are saying one person, maybe I in the finger. You know, just a part. Because a whole human being is 10%. So maybe just one arm or something. That's the whole population. That's the whole population. So now, against that background, let me give you some statistics. Are you, are you ready for the stats? If these 10 people represent 100% of the wealthiest people in the world, according to Forbes, the Jews, one, two, three, four, and half. The people who are not even they are not even one type of KB, okay. <laughs> I hope you are getting the point. They are so few. But when they are looking at the, four, the what, Forbes list of richest people, yes, 45% are Jews. 45% is the same as four and a half. One, two, three, four and a half. And they are Jews. Clearly something is up. Or you don't get it. Because they are few. They are not like the Asians. The Asians are a lot. If, um, if you take 100 people in the world, 60 are Asian. The Americans make a lot of noise, but someone does. <laughs> are you there? All right. Now, if <laughs> these were all the professors in the world, all the profs. Am I talking to people? These people who are less than 
One percent. There are two. I think some two people should one, two, one, two. <laughs> Not three, two. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> but do you see that it doesn't make sense? Because remember, we cannot even see them in the world. We can't see them. But when they take all the profs, two are Jews. Ask your name, how many are Ghanaians? It's okay. I didn't say. Thank you very much. If they take all the important leading law firms, these are all the important leading law firms. You see, I realize that if I keep starting here, all the good things will be here, so I'm moving. Are you there? If they take all the important firms, one, two, three, four, juice. <laughs> but are you getting the point that the way they are doing well in the world doesn't make sense? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense looking at their number. It doesn't make sense looking at their history. The only thing that makes it make sense is their faith in God and the things God said over them. That if you do this, I will do that. That's the only thing that makes sense. Thank you. The lawyers can please go back. <laughs> Are you there? How many of us know the Nobel Prize? Nobel Prize. Nobel. That means you've excelled in the world. Nobel Prize. Okay. If all these people, these are all the Nobel Prize winners in the world. <laughs> One, two, three are Jews. Uh, who is that trying to spoil our accounting? Go back. Are you getting it? All the things that have been invented, all the things that people have been given prizes for, etc., etc. These people are let one percent that we cannot see when they are giving three are Jews. You are still not tithing. Anything that we can't see you. <laughs> hey, yeah, they even have a saying that are you in need? If you are in need, give. That's what that's what they believe. Yeah. You believe that when you are in need, you should beg and you should say that someone should have mercy on you but uh, hey, or keep or hold. But they, no, give. Thank you. Hey! Hmm. It's becoming very wild, though. Hello? I'm giving you the last killer one. The last, yeah, statistics. We have a statistics department. He doesn't even know what he's doing. But... If you challenge me right now, I'll show you that we don't know what we are doing. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't push it. Just tell you, but don't push it. Don't push it. Don't push it. What has happened to the statistics, the, the last census? What has happened? And since it came, what has been done with it? Please, don't, don't, don't worry us. <laughs> now, if we're going to talk now about income. Hey, are you ready to hear about income? Ah, now mokai. What's up with <laughs> if this one I don't even need these people to, to no I mean I, it's not a percentage but they are saying that in all this because the Americans do the research they target it to themselves so they are saying that if you have the average income in the US is 100 100 dollars that's, that's a standard they have made 
Are you there? 100. That's the average. I'm going to read for you some places. Okay. The Chinese. The, no. Generally in the world. Well, is it in America? Maybe. I don't know. No. Within the United States. So within the United States, if the average income is 100, the Chinese in the U.S. will be 112. The German in the U.S. will be 107. Are you understanding? Average is 100. The German, the German population in the U.S. is 107. Are you there? Do you want to know how many the West Indians? West Indians are the Jamaican, the, the Jamaican, the Jamaican. They will be 94. <laughs> the Mexicans, we are becoming poorer, will be 76. <laughs> now you are waiting to know about the black Americans. <laughs> you really want to know the black Americans? 32. If the average income is 100, for the black Americans to be 32. <laughs> but you want to know the Japanese. They are wealthy, are they not? Okay. The Japanese will be 132. The average Japanese. The average Jew. I, I mean, among those Americans, average Jew, 172. We're almost double, 172. I'm just mentioning all these figures so that we understand that it's not a joke. Some of us, our mind is just tied to our mouth. If I cannot get the money now to put in my pocket or the food to put in my mouth, then there's not a point. Are you seeing it? But these are facts that have come over years. They've had their ups and they've had their downs, but we can see that they are doing well. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Put your hands together for them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And many of them believe that the secret of their wealth is just the stand that they have taken when it comes to giving. And that's what we have been talking about as we give in our tithes and our offerings. And so on this last Sunday when we are talking about it, I mean at the end of the day, it's up to you because that is how God has chosen to work, isn't it? If you are going to be saved, has he arrested anybody here and held us at gunpoint to give our life to Christ? No, he hasn't. He just presents us with the choices, and then we choose and we do. And so also it is when it comes to tithing. And when we preach on tithing, it's just for you to know what you, have, what you are doing. There are some of you who were tithing already. Are you there? And maybe you were doing it out of obedience. So I've heard that, oh, we tithe. I'm hoping that in the past four weeks, you have now gained some, a bit more understanding of what you are doing. Hallelujah. And then if you were one of those who was not tithing, my hope is that you have organized yourself to begin to tithe. You know, and if you are one of those who has desired that, I won't tithe no matter what you say, you are welcome to your poverty also. And no, no, that's one too has a consequence. We always don't like to talk about consequences, but it is part of life. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so today I just want to end by sharing with you what it means to be under an open heaven. Yeah, because we're just going to dissect some of the scriptures that we have based, that, that are talking about tithing and what it means to be under an open heaven. And we'll begin with our scripture in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, which is actually what people normally quote as the central scripture on tithing. 
Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now here with said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Are you there? So it's important for us to see something here. That it means that the windows of heaven can also be closed over my life. Ah. Hello? If you come and I say, I will open the door. What does it mean? It means the door was otherwise closed. But as I know that you are the one coming, I'm opening. And the Lord is saying that the window of heaven is closed. But as you tithe, I will open the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. And that is why we are talking about heaven being open. It means it can be open, but it can also be closed. Now, when it is open, what happens? Hello? What happens? It's all in the scripture. There's no mystery here. He says, I will open it and pour out a blessing. Now, this is where sometimes people begin to have a problem. Some people, when you hear blessing, you will say blessing is equal to money. <laughs> you have insulted blessing. Uh-huh. You have insulted blessing. Do you understand why I'm saying that you've insulted it? It is like maybe somebody is a prof and you have called him not even Mr. T.A. T.A. Kra, respect Kakra. But I think you understand what I'm trying to say. You have, you have downgraded the thing. You have downgraded. When the person was called prof, Mr. was inside the prof. Other things were inside. But when you bring him down, you have removed all the upper ones and you have brought him. I'm trying to think of an example. You see. You will notice, for instance, the royal families, they are very careful about the names and the titles. They are very, very careful. And each one has what it brings. Uh-huh. It has the rights of what it brings. So, a blessing is something. And if you equate a blessing to only money, you have degraded it. Yeah, you have degraded it and you are about to find out what it means to have money and not be able to eat. Hmm. A friend of mine had just received a certain diagnosis. And according to the diagnosis that he had received, he could no longer eat meat. And he was very distressed. And he said to me that, ah, when I was a child, they would be cooking. Then all the meat would be served for my father. And I was told that I am a child. So I was waiting for the day when I'll become a man. <laughs> and now, here I am. I am a man. And I've become a man of means. And now they are telling me that I cannot eat meat. <laughs> and he said, Pastor, it is very unfair. You see, you don't know that. <laughs> Please find that scripture for me that talks about it is God giving us the ability to enjoy a blessing. To enjoy. If he doesn't give you the ability, you can't enjoy it. You can have everything, but you can't enjoy it. Hmm? You are thinking of a mansion. You can have the mansion, but it's empty. I say you can have the mansion, but it's empty. You are alone. 
I'm talking to some people. I thought you said you want a mansion. You are in the mansion, but there's nobody in it with you. Hey. <laughs> Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth and has given him the power to eat thereof and to take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. <laughs> Can you see the scripture? He said, he has given you. No, stay, stay with the King James first, then we'll come to the uh, NLC. Look, it says, he has given you the power to eat. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you know that you were blessed with the power to eat? Hey! Hey! The power to eat. Some people, <laughs> there are some people who are an amazement to me, they cannot eat. We have been in this church before when young ladies have collapsed. They have collapsed out of not having eaten. And when we ask what is wrong, I can't eat. I don't have an appetite. The reason why you think it is not important is because you have an appetite. But the day that you are sitting behind food and there is no appetite, there is no power to eat, that's the day you understand that it is actually a gift from God. Hey. Hmm. Hey. So look, look at look at it all. Power to eat. Look at it. The power to take your portion. Please ask your neighbor, your portion, how exactly is your portion? What's the size of your portion? Because some people, they cannot take their portion. <laughs> are you in the church or you have traveled? <laughs> you are very quiet. Though. You don't know that even the mother says, your mother is complaining that you eat too much. She's very happy that you are eating her food. She's very, very, very happy that she, you are eating her food. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And to rejoice in his labor. You don't know it's a blessing to have work. And to like your work. Some of you, you have work, you don't like it. <laughs> you are working, but and yet every Monday morning you are crying. Every Monday, you are holding your head. You are saying, why It's Monday again. Why are you? didn't know that it was a blessing from God to have a job and to like the job. It says to rejoice in your labor. From today, be blessed with the enjoyment of the work that you do. Ah, amen. That you enjoy it. And actually, people who enjoy their job, their output is different. From those who don't enjoy it. Their output is different from the mumblers and the grumblers. Yeah. And he's showing, he says, it is a gift from God. Please, you were taking me to the Message Bible or somewhere. Or NLT, I believe. You were carrying us there. Let's see. It is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. <laughs> Hello. One time I went to visit a friend who had not been well. And he asked me a very serious question. He asked me that. Do you know what it is in this world to feel like going to the loo as you go every day, but you can't go? He was trying to describe what happened to him. 
He said, you will never think about it until the day that to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. Wow. Hallelujah. So you can see that blessings are not only money. Okay, so now you have the money. There's nobody to enjoy it with you. I've asked you the question before. I said one million dollars. Who they like? Everybody said they like. I said there's only one rule. The million, you can only spend it on yourself. When you buy the dress you wear. When you make the food you alone eat. You can have the best car. Only that, only you can sit in it. Won't me my left. You still want the one million? I said, you still want. Someone said, I should take it. Someone said, I should take it. So you can see that it's not, blessing cannot just be money. Blessing cannot be money. I am a mother of adult children. To me, it's a major blessing that my children like talking to me. Because many of you, you don't talk to your parents. Hmm. Ask every man who has found a wife. When you found a wife, as you were finding the were you talking about it? Most of the time, you don't talk. Then you come and you come and wake your, wake your father up and say, I have to have a serious meeting with you. Something, something, I want to marry. Oh. But some of us, we were inside from when the eyes started to go. It's like, Charlie, I've seen something. I've seen something. I think it's a blessing. I think it's a wonderful blessing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a blessing. Count, you see, that's why that song says, count your blessings. Name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. Some of you, you are in a house, you have siblings, sisters and brothers, and you enjoy, you like yourselves. Oh, it's a major blessing. It's a major blessing. There are people who, they are siblings, but when one comes, you have to cover your pot that maybe they'll poison me. Yeah, 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 but you never knew. You never knew that it was one of the blessings of your tithing. Hey, the church is quiet. Uh, You didn't know it was a blessing. You see that you were only thinking of money. Money is part. I'm not saying that money is not part. But no, if you are hoping that tomorrow morning when you wake up, some window in heaven is open and the money is pouring. You see that even the money that comes to you comes through people. And comes through people who God has touched their hearts to do something. Yesterday night, Faith Secret Service, there was a very interesting episode here. A young man who's one of our ashes of the service came to share a testimony. And he was excited. What was his testimony? His testimony was that his school fees, he's left with 367 Ghana cities to pay. You know how they begin to threaten you towards exams that actually you have to pay. And his testimony was that even though the person has not yet paid, he's happy that somebody has told him that I will pay. And so he was testifying that he has got someone who says, I will pay. Amen? And the person, the moderator was like, Charlie, that's faith. Most of us will wait when they finish paying. But this guy, he was just so sure. When Bishop Asomening, unfortunately for you, he's had to go. That's why we are not enjoying him in this service. But when Bishop Asso came to stand here, then he said... The guy's faith has touched him. And they said, so I'm going to pay the 367. So that when the other 367 comes, it's just Jala Chop it. Hey! Come 
on now. Come on now. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? May the Lord open up some doors and some windows and pour out some monies that you nah, you don't even know where it's from. So just come and settle things. Hallelujah. But today I want you to appreciate the other gifts. Yeah. The other things, the other blessings, the things that actually and truly, those are really the things that give us quality of life. Those are the things that make life sweet. Yeah. That's why you see that we have far fewer suicide people. All the wealthy countries, they kill themselves more than us. Meanwhile, technically speaking, we have more problems than them. Is it true or is not true? They are not lamenting about their rent. They are not lamenting about their light bill. They are not lamenting about a lot of things. But their relationships are not working. That's what's not working. Relationships are not working. Caring for another person is not working. Church is not working. God is far. And you see that they end up killing themselves. Meanwhile, we that we have to look at the food and portion it into three. It's one... <laughs> it's one food or one meal. But you have portioned it into three so that I'll eat this one in the morning. I'll go and come out, eat this one in the afternoon. I'll go and... and then after you have portioned it into three, a friend will even come. And you and the friend, or you will share the thing. Uh, I'm talking to some people today, and I'm sharing with you that you are blessed, 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 blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed to even have a friend who will sit down and take a spoon. You are sitting here, they are sitting here, you are eating. You are blessed. Ah, I say you are blessed. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. You see, when you begin to see it as a blessing, when you, you begin to be happier, you begin to enjoy it. It says, I will pour out. So in other words, all over you. All over you. All over you. Are you in that church? My children are grown and gone away. And they say that when your children are grown, Charlie, the people you are in the house and you are lonely and I don't know the loneliness they are talking about. Because I have other children to continue eating. Hey, are you in the house? Uh, you have not yet experienced when everything else you have left, that's how it is. You need somebody to come and eat your food, eat your things, take your, for you to know that. Eh? Yesterday, one of them had spied some chocolate bee. <laughs> and came and said, I saw the face, I said, what, are, what, is, what, are, what do you want? I said, I want the chocolate. Eh, of course. Of course. I know the others are hearing me and saying that, hey, you gave chocolate to this one, you didn't, ah, but you didn't ask. <laughs> are you in the church I want you to turn to your neighbor and say neighbor I'm happy that you are sitting by me I'm happy that after church I will eat shawarma together with you <laughs> tell the neighbor on the other side I'm happy I will drink your shamfat <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Let us continue. The heavens are open. Let's go back to Malachi. Look at something he continues to say in verse 11. Malachi 3.11 I will rebuke the devourer. Hmm. You need to understand this one well. 
the devourer. Usually, in the lives of most of us, the devourers are not illegitimate. Rent, light bill, car bills, water bills, they are devourers. They are devourers. If the devourers were controlled over your life, you see how wealthy you would have been. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody says, oh, I'm coming to give you a certain gift, some of the gifts, don't take it. Because the amount of tax that you'll be charged, you'll not even be happy. <laughs> you'll not even be happy. It's a devourer. Tell anybody it's a devourer. It's a devourer. And the more advanced a country, the more the devourers. Oh, you are very quiet. But you have been overspeeding. When they catch you, how much do you pay? 10 CDs, 20 CDs. Where the devourers are, you are overspeeding. Nobody will catch you. You go. You'll be in your house when the picture of you overspeeding plus the... <laughs> the picture plus the speed plus the bill. Hmm. It's sent to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you can control the devourers, your money will be more. There's a story that our father tells. His father used to have a, a hotel. And one time the people did something. And he sacked them. And he asked, he took a friend of bishops and put the person to manage the hotel. Overnight. Overnight. <laughs> Overnight, he said, if what was coming was 15 cities, overnight, 1,000 cities. Yes. The devourers had been eating the money in the hotel. Hey. They are very wicked, though. They didn't even do chamber 50-50. So if the thing was 15 every night, just by doing this change and putting this manager who had never gone to hotel school, nothing, nothing, thousand a night. Thousand a night. Yeah. And one of the things that happens is that the devourers around you are paralyzed so that you can see your income. Hallelujah. The next person who we see there <laughs> is the destroyer. He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. The destroyer. This is the one that we have plenty. The destroyer. Mm. Many places that are impoverished, the destroyers are there. You go, you make the thing. You have made your nice house and you rent it out to a destroyer. One of our sweet sisters here came to boss me a story. She said that the house she was living in the landlady used to come and shout around and she always felt that the landlady was misbehaving. But one day, when the landlady came to shout, and she saw why the landlady was shouting, she understood. Do you want to know what had happened? The house was made, everybody, you have your place space, that is your kitchen. One of the women had taken the firewood and had gone into the kitchen and had lightly... <laughs> you... <laughs> You see the three stones we do that we do outside. She has done it inside the kitchen. Inside. That's a destroyer right there. <laughs> Please ask your neighbor, are you one of the destroyers? <clears throat> oh, you are very quiet. Oh. 
This is the one we have. We don't have so many devourers, but destroyers. Some of you, destroyers of phones. Every year you must buy a phone. A destroyer is at work in you. A destroyer is at work. <laughs> the story, there's a true story of one young man. Today he's a pastor in the church. But he used to live abroad. And he would go to church. And then at a point he said, no, 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 no. He cannot go to church because on Sunday, when he runs his taxi, the pay is uh, increased. He gets double, so he cannot go to church. So he didn't go to church. And one day as he didn't go to church, his car went and scratched somebody's car. You see, in Ghana, you can scratch somebody's car and run, but over there, you don't do that. But he didn't run. He waited for the person, waited, waited, waited. The person wasn't coming, so he took a piece of paper. And he wrote on it, apologizing, and put his number, and put it under the wiper, and went about his life. <laughs> he was amazed when, after some time, the police came to catch him and said he has done hit and run. He said, I did not do hit and run. I wrote it, and I put my number there, not knowing that the last number he put, they couldn't read it well, so they couldn't uh, get him. He had been waiting to hear. He never heard from the person until the police came. He was charged. He was fined. He had to sort out the car. And he was paying that money. And today, he testifies that that's how he learned to pay tight and go to church. <laughs> Are you there? He said it cost him a whole year's income to sort out that thing. Yeah, so usually when we want... He's a businessman. He's a very powerful businessman. Yeah, and this is one of the stories that he tells. He said he learned the hard way to pay his tithe. I was talking to him recently, and I mean, the guy has every... Uh, what should I say? Every old person's dream now. Yeah, I was passing by the road where his office is, and I was going to turn in there. So I called him. I said, are you in the office today? Then he laughed. And he said, I'm not there, oh. I said, really? He said, I've pensioned myself. I said, ah, what do you mean by that? And he said, it's not pension as you are thinking. And he said, he has gone to his hometown and built himself his palace. Hmm. He said, when he finished, he built a church there. He said, he is the pastor. <laughs> he said, you the pastor. And then he said, when he feels like it, then he comes to work around the business. He has employed somebody to do the work. And I said, hey, my brother, you are living everybody's dream. Oh. When he's ready, he gets up to serve God. But he learned it the hard way. The tithe. We don't joke with it. The devourer. Hallelujah. Oh, are you understanding something? I believe that as we tithe, we'll begin to see more and more and more of the blessings. But let's finish with Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 1. Just show you. see, there are so many other scriptures talking about what happens when the heavens are open. And this is one of them. <clears throat> uh, let's go to Ezekiel. Now, it came to pass in the 13th year. Take me to King James. Okay, this is alright. It's okay. It's okay. 
on July 31st of my 30th year, while I was with the Judean exiles beside the Keba River, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Hallelujah. You may be saying that, ah, what has my tithe got to do with visions of God? It has to do with the open heaven. As he saw the open heaven, he saw visions of God. One of the blessings is to have a vision of God. That's a blessing. For you to see that or to feel that God is, 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 has shown you something. And my prayer is that you have a vision for your life. People who have a vision for their lives, you are able to dodge a lot of pitfalls. I wonder how Joseph's story would have turned out if he hadn't had those visions before. You see, because of the visions he had had, when this guy, Potiphar's wife, started trying to take him aside, he didn't go. Because he knew that as I'm walking, I'm, I'm, there's something about my life. There's something special. May there be something special about your life. That as you type, may you hear God and see him, and may he place something in your life to bring you up to a level that you have never thought of before. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. I want you to just pray. Pray for yourself. If you are a tither, you want to pray and say, Dear Lord, thank you for the blessings of tithing and for the open heaven. I'm already beginning to see it, Lord. And if you're somebody who hasn't been tithing, but you've said now, Lord, that I've started, say, Lord, help me to continue. Just lift up your voice and pray. I don't expect at all that anyone will say, I will not tithe at all. I'm sure that all of us will do it. Oh, lift up your voice. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for his provision through tithing. His provision through tithing. We're so grateful. Oh, pray, pray, pray. Just pray for a few minutes. Uh, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We are grateful. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful. We are grateful. Mandala bashandala Father, thank you so much for this time of teaching us about our finances. Lord, as we tithe, may we see every single one of the blessings that you have hidden in the tithe. Let it come upon us. When we turn back and we look after some time, Lord, may we be amazed at how far you've brought us and at all the things you have done. Thank you, Lord, that you even give us an opportunity to do something that you say is important to you. We are grateful. Forgive us for what we did when we didn't know. And thank you for showing us what we need to do. We are grateful, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, before you can even think of giving the Lord a tithe or giving anything to the Lord, he is more interested about you and about your life and he wants you to give your life to him he wants you to receive him as your lord and savior 
And so if you are here this afternoon and you have not given your life to Jesus, this is your opportunity. It's a very simple prayer. The Bible says what we believe in our hearts, we confess it with our mouth, and so we are saved. To be born again is a spiritual thing. It is your spirit that is born again. And if you are here today, you cannot say of a truth, I know that I'm born again. I have given my life to the Lord and I'm born again. Please take this opportunity. I want to invite you, as every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand where you are standing. And it will be my pleasure to pray with you. Just lift it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All over the room. I see your hands. If your hand is up, please just come to me and I want to pray with you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You've lifted up your hand. Just come to me. We're going to pray together. Join us here. Let us pray. God bless you. You may be young. You may be old. Just come. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Give him your life. Give him your life today. Let us pray. If you are standing in front, I want you to make this prayer your own. Repeat it after me, but make it your own. And if you are in the congregation, join us to help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now lift up your left hand, one finger like this. We're going to make a confession. Just lift it like this. One you want to say, Satan! Satan! I will not save you again! From today, me and you is finished. I belong to Jesus. Jesus is my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.